Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have a very special guest for you, Colette Worden, the red lipstick addict. Colette is the CEO and founder of Colette Worden Australia, which is an agency that helps entrepreneurs and professionals that are great at what they do, getting themselves out there confidently so to make a difference. And Colette does this through personal branding, image development, communication training for stage, camera and website photography production. In 2014, Colette launched The Ratio System, which boosts women's self-confidence and opens up their eyes to a whole new way of dressing. The Ratio System helps women dress for what they really want, to create the perception of a longer, leaner appearing silhouette. It takes the guesswork out of which outfit works and which doesn't, and is a complete contrast to the traditional body shape dressing method, which is restrictive. One of Colette's quotes, if you don't put yourself out there, the people that need you won't be able to find you. If you don't share what you're great at, the people that need what you offer won't know that you can help them. If you don't let the real you come to life, the people that wish for someone like you will miss out on the genuine experience with you. If you don't remember that you're here to make a difference, The people that are calling out for you won't be heard. What you do is so much greater than you. It's just up to you to get you and your expertise out there in a way that is authentic, aligned and consistent, confidently. So you can make it easy for those that need you to reach out to you. So sit back and enjoy the show. So thank you, Colette, for coming onto the show and welcome to I Am Woman Project. How are you today? I'm pumped to be speaking with you. <laughs> I am pumped, especially <laughs> after going to your event on a Saturday, the Art of Authentic Personal Branding Program, which was absolutely mind-blowing. I loved it. I loved the whole concept and the setup. It's so you. Um, it was just so professional. I loved it. Thank you. Um, I was super delighted with how it all went, being our very first ever public event. Um, and I, the thing I loved the most about the event was the energy in the room. The actual everyone that showed up was so aligned with the message that you know that vibe's electric. That's what I get my kick out of. 
I know. And just before we were going on here, I was just actually saying to Colette how I cannot believe this was her first event. It's like, you know, for me, uh, being on the other side, actually looking at it as if she had been doing this a lifetime. It was so professional and I was just, oh, my gosh, it was perfect. <laughs> and you were just, you were illuminating. You were just, and you lit up the whole room. And I think that's what you created the energy in the room. Oh, you give me goosebumps when you speak, Catherine. Um, thank you. Um, a dream come true truly is is what it was. So I love that that's what you could see from, yeah, from sitting in the front row. And do you know what else I really loved about you too? And when because when you talk about the art of authentic personal branding, you, you were so authentic. Like you talked about right right from the start, you opened it up and you started talking about you know the anxiety and the fear and you know which is something that we all experience, but not always talk about it because you know maybe feeling a little bit vulnerable. But you just opened it up like that, and it was oh, it was just amazing. Yeah, that's um. What I believe the art of authentic personal branding is that it is being all of you um, and being honest about that because the honesty is what is what works um, and and really the whole the whole part of authentic personal branding and in, in in our theory is that come as you are and be honest about that and when you're really honest about that then that's where the connection builds and that's how it gets really powerful magnetic and that's when it's become sustainable um there's nothing worse than um showing up pretending that you have to have it all perfect i did that for such a long time and there's a certain level you get to with that before you just realize that it's exhausting it's unsustainable and the quickest way to crumble yeah and, and as i was also mentioning the the other thing too i think about about your energy and your brilliance in what you do is i was speaking to some women and some of these women came from other states within australia who connected with you via social media i don't know i'm not quite sure what platform but just loved your brand and um and i think too that the the the, the the little handouts that were on the chairs, uh, yeah. there was one thing that was really resonating with me, which I really love, is there's a little uh, statement here. You go, what you do is so much greater than you. <laughs> and some of your wording is just so beautiful, but it's so true. Uh, I um, realised the power of my written word truly only last year where uh, what I committed to was the art of being authentic. Um, and my writing, I love, what I love doing with the writing is um, getting up in the morning and I sit there and it, it really downloads through me. And I know that sounds so fluffy, um, but it's in the, mo the moment where I just allow the words to just type out is when my best work really comes out. Um, yeah, and I found, found another way to really communicate my message I'm glad it's resonating. Facebook for me is such a powerful platform for the brand because I get the message out there, but it also allows me a way to interact with everyone that comments um, really effectively. Yeah. And that's interesting because, you know, we've had some other guests on the show that, you know, and it really depends. I mean, it doesn't work for everybody, but it works for you. And that's, you know, Facebook is not for everybody and social media is not for everybody but it really it really does work with you and I think what, what you're saying it's the words um you know some of those quotes are so powerful and uh, I, I I think you should write a book 
Oh, I can. That's on my vision board. And every single day at the moment, Catherine, truly, it's, it just keeps popping up and it's time that I action it. It really is. Yeah. Do you know, I think for me, and I, I was like that too because I love writing. I, I have my, my Sundays as my writing days and, you know, I, I was procrastinating this such a long time putting this all together but it was just a matter of like a little bit at a time. So even if I just made it that I wrote a little bit every Sunday, whatever that may be, it took me, you know, three years in production but I got there and I think that with you, if you just commit to yourself like like you're doing now, you're being really raw and authentic with your words, if you put that, I mean, you could even create a book with just all your quotes. They're just beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Um, I love that feedback and, uh, yeah, I'm on to it. Good, good, good. <laughs> so tell, tell us how you got into this because I know you do a lot of stuff. You do stuff with, you know, presenting on camera, public speaking. There's a whole lot of stuff. So how did you get into it? Um, it was the cliche story truly of falling into it, if you will. For a really long time I did a little bit of everything I could get my hands on because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And, um, you know, for a while, for about seven years, I did TV presenting. And I remember the very first ever TV presenting course that I did, it was at Susan Johnson Australia. And um, I loved the course. And they saw me presenting on a Foxtel show. And the CEO of that said, hey, how about you come in and teach the TV presenters, teach the TV presenting course? And I thought, oh, okay, cool. So I jumped into that and I loved, I loved doing it. And within Susan Johnson Australia, they run an image development course, which I don't know if it's still going. Um, and the CEO said, hey, you're getting a hang of this teaching thing. Come give this a shot. So that's what I did. I jumped into the image development course and I absolutely fell in love with uh, helping people communicate. And this is truly essentially what it was about, communicate their worth. Yeah. And so then I, um, I jumped and I went, okay, I'm, I'm obsessed with this. I can't see myself doing anything else and started my own business. That's amazing. I love the whole concept too when you were, you were actually talking about personal styling and you did that whole uh, one-on-one. And I love the fact that um, for our listeners, you know, um, Colette was talking about, you know, we're not a piece of fruit. And when you talk about like we have all different body shapes and I really love the way that you describe that because even now when I get dressed, I actually look, am I using my three quarters or am I doing half and half? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's um, the ratio system is something I – yeah, developed because I was so against the image development industry labeling us women as, as pieces of fruit or geometric substance and then throwing us into a box and going, you know what, because you are this shape, this is what you can and can't wear. And that, that for me, number one, wasn't aligned with what my brand's about and number two was just so confusing. Um, so the ratio system you're right is about the one-third, two-third ratio, making it easy to um, camouflage the parts of the body that we want to camouflage. Yeah, and I, for those that are listening, I really encourage you to, we'll talk about it, you know, some dates to go and see the show because uh, what Colette does is actually get some people to come on stage and you can actually see it visually, the difference. You know, she'll have a little rack of clothes and she just does her thing and it's amazing. You can really see the difference, how it changes your body shape. Yeah. It's pretty cool. My favourite part, that bit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was awesome. So, Colette, what drives you? My a fear, it's actually the fear of, um, you know, fear of mediocrity, but even more than that, getting to the end of my life and going, did I, did I really 
live it the best way that I could? Did I really make a difference? Um, that, that drives me. Oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. You give me goosebumps. Oh, there was another guest on our show who was saying how um, she sits with death often. And when I first heard it, I thought that was very interesting, but it's more so that if I was to die tomorrow, have I done everything that I wanted to do right now? Is, yeah. is, am I fulfilled with where I am today? Wow, that gave me chills. Yeah, that's very powerful. Mm. So what's, your best, what's the very best part of your job? Because you do quite a bit. What do you like the best? Oh, I see the results. I'm so results driven. Um, you know, seeing a client uh, step up on stage, seeing a client say yes to a media interview, um, hearing about a client's success story of starting her own business or even dating um, that where a woman looks at herself in the mirror and go, I cannot believe that this is me. I can't believe that this is what I, who I am now. I've always wanted to be this person. That drives me. That's amazing. So it's not just external. Like you, you, you can't, well, I mean, to me it's like changing the mindset. So how do you do that? I mean, you know, I know for me after I, I was sat there and I was like, right, I'm going to go through my wardrobe and I'm going to clean everything out because it, it, it's a real, like you were saying, the brand is a reflection of you. And I never looked at it that way to the point where the clothes you put on could actually have an impact on your mindset. And it's, it's, it's what you're saying right now, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm obsessed with the link between pieces of clothing and how it affects our esteem, our self-confidence, the way we think and feel about ourselves. Um, and Catherine, you would have heard from the presentation that taking on Core Data Australia to survey over 550 professional women across Australia to find out the link between how the pieces of fabric are affecting the way they dress, uh, sorry, they walk and talk. 94% of women said that when they look at themselves in the mirror and like what they see, their self-confidence increases. Um, whilst the opposite effect of that is when they don't like what they see, they walk lacking confidence. They um, find it a lot more challenging to connect with people. Um, and we're talking about pieces of fabric here. That's the most fascinating part about all of this because um, it has nothing to do with fashion. In, in, in the way our philosophy is, fashion is it's it's um it's a trend it's short-lived um but personal branding yeah it's wow nice. mm. I love that I mean and it's true it's like I think you know we and you talked about you know we have those you know I don't know I, I don't like to call them my fat days but they were my fat days we all have them yeah. I'm sure and it's and it is so true because when you have those moments whether it's whatever that may be that time of the month or whatever that may be you do tend to wear well I do and I know other you know from other women that I've worked with and, and friends you do tend to go for the bigger kind of clothes uh, to hide uh, underneath that but in actual fact what you were sharing with us on Saturday. Uh, that actually just makes it look, you just make yourself look bigger. And just by adding a little belt up a little bit higher, it doesn't matter if your stomach is a little bit sticking out, but it, how it creates such a contour and it does change your physiology. So some of these women that got up on stage, they looked taller. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm. So, Colette, with the benefit of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? Great question. What would I have done differently? I wouldn't have been so hard on myself. 
I, yeah, for the very beginning of it, I was so focused on doing it, ah, doing it so well um, and not allowing myself to really make some mistakes. So by that, I mean, I would have gone out there a lot quicker rather than tiptoed my way through knowing that it was, it was going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And we all do that, don't we? We all think that it has to be perfect before uh, we expose whatever it is or launch whatever that may be. And, you know, so many different entrepreneurs and business owners and, you know, are people that I've spoken to, it's like just do it. Don't think about it and, you know, learn from your mistakes. You're going to tweak it, but just do it. Mm. But we've all done that. We've all held back. Absolutely. Um what made you break through that though? So so obviously if that was like how did you work through that? I realized that my um fear and anxiety and my critical self-talk was never going to go away. Um so my I was using that as a, an excuse and a reason not to put myself out there or to tiptoe or to delay the process. Um instead what I what I chose to do for, for me to be able to break through was to just be a, to know and to acknowledge that it's never going to go away. But how am I going to do it anyway? Um, because my fear of getting to the end and not having made the difference that I want to make is far greater, far greater. Wow, that's amazing. And when you're taking fear, what kind? Because we were talking, you talked about that actually on Saturday. There's different types of fears, aren't there? What was your fear, if you don't mind me asking? The fear of not being good enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So out of the t- out of the three, the fear of not being loved, not belonging, not being good enough. Being good enough was, and still comes up um, a lot. I just know how to deal with it now. Um, yeah, that paralyzed me. That fear paralyzed me. Yeah, and so so you're saying now that you um, know how to deal with it. So what I, what is one of the old techniques to deal with fear when it comes up? So in the presentation, um, Catherine, we covered the mindset pillar, which is pillar number one, um, and we spoke about how I put my self-talk into two columns, so fear and um, inspired. Yeah. So what I do is um, I actually train myself to be super conscious of what I'm thinking. So if, for example, when I decided to do this national tour, my fear of is anyone going to show up? Is this even going to work? What the hell am I doing? All those questions came to the surface and I went, awesome, Colette, you're coming out of your comfort zone, expected. Doesn't mean it's real, but this is a normal part of the process. Um, so I took all of those, is anyone going to show up, and put them into inspired talk. The people that are meant to be there will be there. Um, is this going to work? Hey, let's give it a shot and see if it does. Because I truly believe that when I was in the darkest phase of my life, which I spoke about, my mind created my own living hell. And the turning point was if it can create my own living hell, it can create the complete opposite. And I just had to commit to truly understanding what my thoughts were so that I can change them to benefit me rather than hinder me. Oh, that's very powerful. And and it's it's so it's it's one of those things that you have to be conscious and work through isn't it it's not it's one of those things that it's constant it's not going to just happen you've got to turn it into habit so you've got to keep doing it and doing it until it becomes um a habit oh my gosh yes um every day 
every day, like committing yes. to that every day. That's amazing. So, Colette, what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? I The very first thought that came up to me then was um, – which really links into the my passion for personal branding, authentic personal branding, is when I was doing TV presenting and I sent a showreel out to a producer and he said to me, you know, I can tell that your strategy is really great. You can present to camera really well, but I have no idea who you are. He goes, just drop being perfect. Give me who you really are because um, that's what's going to work. That's what's going to connect. And I remember that moment and I've applied that to everything. Everything to do with my business. Give me, give me who you really are. Yeah. So, Teresa, I mean, we all wear different masks depending on our environment, and it's and it does go back to that authentic self. You know, regardless of where you are, people will connect with you if you're just being true and standing tr- in your truth as well. How terrifying is that? Too. I mean, we're saying it so lightly, but it's it's terrifying. It's um terrifying yet so liberating at the same time. Yeah. Mm. yeah it is it's true and I mean it's it, it is because I mean it's taken me a while because I used to look at you know standing in my truth and being vulnerable was um you know a long time ago now because I've worked through it it was a sign of weakness because I, I was always this really strong uh, corporate woman strong-minded uh, always in control and then all of a sudden I wasn't and it was really a, a quite uh, and everything happens for a reason. So I, I looked at that. It's like, you know, it's that dichotomy, the opposite of exactly what I was once upon a time. Um, and I was standing there facing it. And it was it was very scary, very, very scary. But I think I had to embrace it rather than run away from it. Oh, uh, my gosh, yes. It's the only way we can own it. Yes. I truly believe that if we, we run away from it, there will be a moment in time where it will get, so heavy and becomes such a burden that the detriment of that is it far greater than the anxiety we feel about confronting it. Yeah, so true, so true. I always say that if you don't take on the lessons or the learnings of whatever it is that you are needing to learn and wanting to learn, uh, they will keep representing. It might be a different year, a different job, a different relationship, but the same consequences, the same circumstances until you finally go, oh my gosh, I am now in a different relationship. I am living and breathing the same experiences, just a different partner, just a different. So what is it that I'm creating and taking ownership of it and embracing it? Ah, oh, that's beautifully said. Beautifully yeah. said. And I'm sure we all go through that. Yeah. Yes. So talking about lessons and learnings, what has been your greatest lesson that you have ever learned? It was the um, the turning point of, of my life of um, realising that if my mind was powerful enough to create my own living hell, it's powerful enough to do the complete opposite and that's create my living dream. I, I truly believe we have the power to create whatever it is that we set our mind to. Yeah, I believe that too. How long did that take you to get to that point though? Right, What you're saying right now, how long did it take you to get to that realising the power and how powerful you are? Well, um, this is getting pretty deep and meaningful but I'll go here. Um, it was only until f- it was four years ago that my turning point was and that four years ago, just over, um, before I started my business, it I – I was in such a bad place that I said that if I'm going to stay, everything has to change, everything. So how long did it take? Most of my life. It took yeah. me up until four years ago. Yeah. 
but how courageous of you and look what you've achieved I'm so proud of you you must be so proud of yourself thank you I've got to be honest I forget how far I've actually come a lot of the time um, because I'm looking at the big vision and feel like, wow, I've only really just scratched the surface um, and I'm really excited about what's to come. Absolutely. And so I think we all do that. You know, sometimes we're so, so forward thinking what next, you know, especially when, you know, things are happening so fast that sometimes we stop to, we forget to stop and pause and look back and go, wow. You know, pat myself on the back. Look at what have I, I've achieved. And it doesn't matter how long it took me to get here, but look where I am now. Yeah, wow. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So, Claire, what advice would you give your younger self? What advice would I give my younger self? Wow. That's a... Very good question. So I'm just picturing her now. I would give um, the advice that I would give her would be learn as much as you can from your darkness because it's going to strengthen you in your light. Um, know that, you know, I once heard Oprah say, everything doesn't happen against you, it happens for you. Um, so that's what I would, uh, that's what I would say to her. So, you know, even, yeah. As you go through the dark times in your life, know that there is the light that is going to come shining through. So learn as much as you can whilst you're there about yourself and how you operate. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Isn't it interesting that sometimes I find for me, and I know from a lot of people I've spoken to, that the learnings come from the darkest times? Like I think that you need to go there deep down into it to really understand it and learn from it. And only then can you rise from it. Oh, absolutely. I, I was so focused on trying so desperately to get out of it that I actually forgot to really embrace it and go, wow, what is it that I'm really learning here? Um, and that's why I just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, yeah, but wow, we're such fascinating creatures don't you think oh, aren't we I know I'm listening to you I'm relating to everything you're saying it's so true and it's but it also takes a lot of courage a lot of a lot of energy a lot of you know self-talk as well to pull yourself out of it because you can it can become a perpetual uh situation where you're repeating this story we get stuck in our stories we all have stories and we get stuck in them and I think that you know to get out of them sometimes it takes a bit of time but well when you get out of it and you uh you know, able to be authentic like you are and share your story like you do. And um, it's, it, it inspires other people. I, I don't, sometimes I don't think that you realize the power uh, of how many people you touch um, until, you know, maybe you have an event like that. And I'm sure maybe for through social media that also uh, lets you know, but you, you touch a lot of people through being so authentic. Well, and you know what I'm crediting actually, Al, this um conversation to Catherine is the more I'm owning who I am and loving all parts of me which I didn't for a really long time the more I'm attracting such beautiful people like yourself um that are genuinely it feels unconditional that's what it feels and I'm attracting clients like that I'm attracting friends um now I've just got to attract a partner um, <laughs> that's the next thing um yeah. And, you know, that will come. I mean, for me, you know, it took me 11 years. I was a single mum for 11 years before I found my partner. 
Wow. And I think for me, I had to go through that. It was a matter of loving myself. And I think that, you know, sometimes, and, and I still see some of uh, some of my, one of my really close friends actually, she's always seeking outside of herself and always looking for the right relationship. And, you know, and I said to her, it's got to come from within. The moment you start loving yourself, and I know it sounds so cliche, and, and loving yourself doesn't mean going buying yourself a pair of shoes and, you know, you'll feel good about it. It's, it's actually really loving yourself, like loving every aspect of yourself. So when you make a, you know, a mistake or, or anything like that, make fun of it or laugh at it and embrace it. And, you know, just it's, it, there's so much to loving yourself. I mean, I can't say that I'm there 100%, absolutely not. I still have to work through that. Um, but I know that when I, I'm better than what I have been and I can't relate to the old Catherine, but it took me a long time and, and that's when my relationship came forward. But I think that, you know, it, it's it's just a matter of, I don't think, it's a matter of finding the right one. I think you could find a partner easy because you're just gorgeous. Uh, but I think it's about finding the right one for you. Because you're a very strong woman, you know. And I think that sometimes too, men from, from what I have, uh, have spoken to about in regards to with other people and other women, strong women uh, like ourselves, it can be quite intimidating too for a man. Absolutely. And as you're saying strong, I truly believe that I am strong, but I'm so extremely vulnerable on the opposite end of that as well. So there's... It's, it's very black or white over this side. Um, and my learning that I'm actually experiencing at the moment is allowing allowing the vulnerability to come through um, just as much as the strength does. And I mean, because they go hand in hand, really. Absolutely. Um, they flow through you, both of them. You own both of them. They are you. Nah, yes. Yes. Five. <laughs> yeah, I know high five. It's just, you know, it will happen all in the right time. I always think also in the in, in the timing. It will just happen. Absolutely. The perfect timing. So, Colette, you're, you're, you seem pretty chill back and um, but also filled with so much energy and bubbles is probably the best word that I, I comes to mind. Uh, do you ever worry? Like do you have anything that keeps you up at night or you just one of these people can just go to sleep and crash? <laughs> um as soon as my head hits the pillow, I do crash. Um, but I worry every day, to be really honest. Um, I, I feel like I'm in. Um, I feel like at the moment, especially, I'm out of my comfort zone. What feels like every day. Um, I remember saying to a friend a few months ago, I said, you know, I really want to do something that scares me because I need a jolt, and I've I've done that by announcing this the national tour. So. I like I, I do like that feeling as much as sometimes it it can exhaust me. I do like feeling like I'm on the edge of my seat. I get a kick out of it. Yeah, and you know, there's um, there's there's a company called the Gallup Group, and they're based in the US, and they uh, they've interviewed like 800 top leaders, entrepreneurs all around the world, and they say high performing uh, individuals or leaders always yeah. what they do is they they become used to being uh, uncomfortable. So getting get get used to being uncomfortable is uh, is their way of driving success. So basically, is if they start becoming complacent, they look or seek for things that will pull them out of their comfort zone and make them feel really uncomfortable. And that means like feeling scared. 
that means shaking in your boots. And I think what you're doing is is going to, and when you do that, that's how you grow and that's how other things come to fruition, you know, and I think what you're doing is amazing and it takes courage to do that too. Mm, thank you. Yeah. So who's been your greatest influence? My greatest influence? Uh, I'm going to say when I started my business, um, I, the, my most favorite part of working with a client is hearing their story. So it's a collective influence. It's um, I'm heavily influenced by hearing um, someone go for their dreams, um, hearing where they've come from and where they're at now and where they want to go. Um, yeah, I, lo I love that. There is one person that I can really think of that's been a huge influence, but it's a collective influence of all those like-minded people mm. in my world sharing where they've come from and what their dreams are. Yeah, I can see that because I remember when you and I sat down at a cafe once and we were, uh, you know, being open and honest with our lives and everything, I could see that that you lit up when, when I was sharing some stuff. I can see how you connect with the story and not in that, like you tap into the emotion as well. So I can see what you mean when you say that. I got a picture as soon as you started talking that way. Ah, love it. Yes. Yeah. So, Colette, well, I always ask, if you had to pick up pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would be that one word? My, my word's activator. So what I mean by that is I activate feeling, emotion, um, dreams, thoughts, dormant thoughts, and I do that through the way that I write, the way that I present myself. That, that's one where I truly connect with and that actually came to me in a meditation. And that sounds a bit fluffy but no. – yeah, that's what I have, have chosen to own. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think it's really important. It's, it's like, you know, it, when I when I did this for myself, my word was transformation because I loved people because of the work that I was doing, that whole transformation piece. And you do, you very much do that. I can see how you activate so many aspects, um, you know, in when you're working with a client. I could see how that, you know, especially when you're doing a lot of image work as well, mm. um, I could see that come to life for you. Absolutely. So, Colette, what we do at the end of every show, um, before we wrap up, we always ask our beautiful women of inspiration to give our listeners three golden nuggets. So, what are the three golden nuggets that you would like to give our listeners today? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never fake it till you make it. Um, that's the quickest way to crumble. Instead, uh, believe it till you realize it. The second one is remember when you're, what you do is greater than you. So remember that you're here to make a difference and our responsibility is to alleviate the fears of our clients. So placing focus on that. And number three is remember that everyone goes, has anxiety, has fears, um, worries. So what's happening in your behind the scenes is it's okay. It's not a reason not to go ahead. Everyone's feeling the same way. So do it anyway. 
Wow, I love that. I could. Re- I used to say fake it. Till- I remember when I was going through some tough times. I used to say it's okay, Catherine. Just fake it till you make it, and you'll get there. But I, it's so much more empowering thinking the other way. <laughs> yes, especially if you value value authenticity. Um, and integrity is a big big part of the values because faking it just doesn't doesn't feel right. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm trying to think it was years ago and I think it was through um, public speaking. When I first did, I used to do, I did a lot of stuff in the US and I remember that, you know, getting out front for the very first time, I was so nervous and, but I knew my content, but it's like, you know, fake it to make it was like, you know, if you just keep getting, keep doing it, keep getting in front of people, you know, just keep pretending like you've done it before, you know, that kind of thing that, you know, eventually I got used to it. So, um, but it's not probably the right way, of course, because when you think about it, it's using negative words as well. It's not using positive, moving forward uh, with your language as well. Very true. Mm. So, Colette, thank you so, so much for uh, coming on the show today. Now, you are you have got a, an Australian tour, so I'd love for you if you could like share uh, the dates of your uh, next couple of cities uh, for the Art of Authentic Personal Branding Program and also how people can connect with you. Brilliant. Okay, so the Art of Authentic Personal Branding, we kicked off the tour um, on Saturday 13th in Melbourne and the next two dates have been will be released very shortly and that's Saturday 8th of October in Sydney and Saturday 15th of October in Brisbane. Um, we are also heading, heading to Perth and Adelaide. Uh, the best way to find out more is to jump actually on the Facebook page and it's Colette Worden and um, like that page and all the details will be up on there. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure our listeners are going to love this and I I highly recommend if you're listening to this, go and see Colette. It will blow your mind and also I'm sure that you'll go home and empty your whole wardrobe um, just (laughs) like I want to do. I haven't gotten to it yet, but definitely that's one of my drivers on my to-do list. Amazing. Best interview ever, by the way. Loved it. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm sure everybody else is going to love it. You're awesome. So thank you so, so very much. Thank you, Catherine. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.